Hello everyone. We are in the grotto. First, I want to start by saying I appreciate you. In the following 15 to 20 minutes, um, we will share what I like to call life changing. We're in season two and the question I have is, have you ever believed God for something and it has not happened yet? Or did it? Let's talk about it as we enter into the grotto. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, John Pettis, and we are in the grotto. Uh, we are on all major platforms, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, and we are believing God for that remote reach, reaching remote places. Um, and we'll soon hit the streets this summer um, as we take the grotto live into different places. So listen, I like to start with stats um, and the stat I want to share. I was looking at some things um, on my social media page. And it said that our Facebook audience, uh, the Grotto podcast or hashtag we are in the grotto or we in the grotto um, grew by 833 percent over the last 28 days. <laughs> that is crazy. 833 percent. Um, that doesn't mean that we have 833 people on our Facebook page in the Facebook group. Um, but what that does mean is that what we did have because of the content that we're putting out. Uh, the message is getting out and people are sharing it and they're finding the page. So, wow, um, we definitely appreciate you for that. Um, so I want to kind of go into what um, I want to discuss this morning. Um, and it's like the faith to be obedient. And I, and I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving and uh, found out something about faith. Um, and I've been talking about faith um, a lot on these um, Sunday morning shows Um and when it comes down to faith, you know, I was thinking about like people in the Bible and my life and faith. And what does that mean? And, and the reason why I kind of relate faith to things um, just to uh, make it simple uh, for myself to understand. Even Jesus himself says, if you have the faith like the size of a mustard seed, where well, he said the kingdom of God is like this, it's like this mustard seed. And when you plant it, it grows. And if you have the faith the size of a mustard seeds that it will, um, you know, you can speak to the mountain and it'll be uprooted and be cast into the sea. And one point he talked about that you can speak to this tree, the sycamore tree, and it'll be uprooted. And so what does it mean to have your situations that's in your way or that's deeply rooted in your life to be uprooted? That if you have the faith to do so, um, you know, so here's the thing. Um, what do you have the faith to do so? Um, I would go ahead and answer that question. You don't have to wait till the end of the show. Yes, you do. But here's the thing I was thinking about. The thought was. Is our faith. Only for the outcome. Hmm. Is your faith only for the outcome? You know, you got the faith to get your finances together, to budget, to save for down payment for a home. And you believe in God for this house. 
and you go to a realtor you go through the process of getting the house you at the table about to sign and you sign you got the house was that faith that got you the house i mean some would say yes because maybe some situations happen in that process where you know you something shouldn't have happened and it did and god gave you some favor awesome i'm not saying it wasn't but there are a lot of people who don't use faith to get homes there's a lot of people who don't use faith to get jobs or to make money or to invest or to go to doctors and get the right medicine or to be to feel better after a cold or something like that so then it got me to thinking like, well, wait a minute, if, if faith is supposed to be this peculiar thing that I live by, if faith is a peculiar thing that you live by as a believer, then what is it for? The Bible tells us that um, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. OK. All right. And that um, faith is the size of a mustard seed. So it's something that's small, but when it's rooted It'll get really deep into your life and it'd be really huge when it grows. Okay, got it. And that um, that it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Got it. When I look at, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a couple of people in the, in the Bible that reminds me of this thought, the faith to be obedient. Um, look at Abram. Um, when he was told to kill his only son, to kill his son. Um, to sacrifice his son and he took his son took some logs took him up to the mountain and God said go ahead and sacrifice your son so he did it no questions asked and his son get up there and he's like hey what's up pops um, I noticed that we are going to do the sacrifice and we don't have a sacrifice and he's like yeah you're the sacrifice son now in today's term that sounds pretty jacked up but here's the thing it, it wasn't really about him killing his son because it was a type and a shadow an ex an experience um that god was touching on of when he will have to give up his son on the cross okay so then why did you have him do it why did you say in Hebrews that he's the father of faith? He's the father of many nations, that his very act of what he did in that moment, because he believed you in spite of was calculated to him as righteousness. Hmm. So let's go to another person in the word or another group, the children of Israel. They cried out for God to save them from Egypt, to save them from their taskmasters who was causing them to work all day, not giving them enough pay and was hurting their situation. And they just wanted to do the right thing. And their taskmasters just kept running them, running them, running them, running them to the point where it was just like, you know what? I know you out here making these bricks for us to build this society to make sure the society is good. But what we're going to do is we're going to take away the straw. The straw was what was used in clay to make it strong. And you're going to make it without straw, which was kind of goofy on Egypt's part, because you're making a worse product <laughs> and you're making your own homes bad. 
but that's another thing where you know employers or people that you work with and things like that they make things difficult for you and they're making it worse on themselves and they think they're making it they're they're, they're giving you a giving you a lesson <laughs> no sorry <clears throat> lessons on you <clears throat> excuse me so um you know moses was mad he was like second in command third in command i don't know which one it was but please forgive me on that one but he had a high ranking and he saw how his israelite brothers and sisters were being treated and he murdered somebody long story short he ran away came back and told pharaoh to let my people go and they go through all these plagues and things like that and finally the firstborn um um was taken away and pharaoh was really sad and just like man get these mugs out of here man i don't want to do nothing with they got you know, he thought himself to be a God. But here's the thing. Even in the word, it says that God hardened his heart. So it was like on purpose that he was like this. Even if he wanted to make the right decision, God didn't let him because he was doing something because those people, the Israelites, were crying out before God to save them. They get all the way out to the desert and Moses raises his staff and there's, you know, it's the enemies behind them and obstacles in front of them. And he raises his staff and the Red Sea opens and they come across it. Okay. So was it because they believed God to get out? That's what they had faith for. So they got out. But then when they got in the wilderness, they had some problems with believing God. God kept providing for them. And they was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want more stuff. We want more things. We want you to keep providing for us. I don't think your relationship with God should be the one that says i'm gonna believe you because you're gonna do stuff for me and sometimes our faith can have that that flavor to it it's the flavor of i'm gonna believe you because i need you to do something for me and i'm i'm guilty of it as well uh, but so I, so so i'm wondering like how how is it that it's like what is my faith for <laughs> is it to get stuff is it to have an outcome is it to get to the promised land is it to get another job is it to get a house is it to buy uh items for my family is it i mean i get it i want to have faith for all those things but without faith it's impossible to please god when you look at the life of christ did he use his faith to get things when he himself was like the most humble person sleeping on rocks traveling across the the country just doing whatever the father tells him to do and therein lies the solution to your faith that your faith is designed to be obedient the faith to obey the faith to be obedient to say god i believe what you said i'm gonna do what you said the outcome is not as much of my responsibility as i think it is when it comes down to my faith the outcome that i get is partnered with me being obedient to what he says do even if at the moment it feels uncomfortable at the moment it doesn't makes sense one thing i will say is that you're going to have to know that it was god that said it 
it was the holy spirit that said it it was christ that said it however you relate your communication with the lord i would go ahead and lean on the fact that the holy spirit it is the entity the person of the godhead that has been sent here during this time to work with us to deal with us christ said listen if i don't go away the helper won't come he has went away and the helper is here according to acts that the holy spirit has come and entered into man's hearts all right so the faith to be obedient the faith to be like i heard the lord he told me to do this i'm gonna do it and that's it when was the last time you heard god say something and you tried to have logistics christianity you know what logistics christianity is <laughs> it's like you do something and you believe god for it and then while you're waiting on it to happen you start saying stuff like well you know what the reason why the lord told me to do this is because he wanted me to do this and this is what happened and after this happens this happens and then i believe god and then when it don't happen you're like well the reason why he didn't allow it to happen was because he did this and this this, that, and the other and maybe let's go ahead and go all the way back <laughs> to what he said and identify if he actually said what he said because here's the thing god's going to do what he said he has to when he says something he's going to make it happen he is that's his word so we just believe it and we obey and if we have a part to play in that where our action is required then we just do it you know <laughs> i like this example i give all the time if i see someone on the on the on the street and they're hungry and I just bought uh, uh, two sandwiches from McDonald's. I don't have to stop and go to the Lord in prayer and be like, Lord, do you want me to feed them a sandwich? I just bought two. Give them one. <laughs> it's simple. It's more simple than we than we make it at times uh, because we try to have logistical faith. We try to, you know, get the the pros and the cons and the ins and outs of obedience to God. And, you know, for those of us who have children, you know, it's really simple when it comes down to our children. If they just do what they're asked to do, man, their life is good. It really is. It's when they just don't do it. And then they have reasons why they don't do it. It ain't that they don't love you. It ain't that they don't care about you. They're getting to the point where they're starting to have logic and they you know my kids be like well i just figured i just thought instead of just doing what they were asked to do when they don't do it the first thing they say is i just thought i just figured and we do that to god i just thought i just figured that you would want me to stay in this situation when you told me to leave or you told me to stay and i decided to leave so how do you know you're hearing from God? How do you know what he's saying? Um, I, th I think, you know, reading your word is really good. Um, and I would say reading your word partnered with prayer. 
What reading your word does is that it gives you a scope of his character, his personality, who he is, what he has done, the people that has interacted with him. People have um, their experiences in their obedience, in their disobedience, the mysteries and the miracles and the acts of God. That's what you're getting when you are um, when you read your word. But in your prayer time, though, this is where you can have an idea of who he is. And now when I talk to him, I present myself and I begin to have an understanding. So now when the enemy comes in and say something goofy, that's not a part of his character because you have an outline of his personality, his character, and who he is. You're not confused with the enemy telling you to do something that really ain't in God's will. And now when I talk to him, um, the disciples asked Jesus, they was like, hey, we see you doing all these miracles and all these great things. Teach us how to pray. And he was like, look, don't be like the hypocrites when you're out there in the streets and the highways and the byways, you know, just talking on the just air, hot air coming out your mouth. He said, but when you pray, do like this, go into your secret place, go into your closet. And you say this, our father, which art in heaven. And we know the rest, but I'm going to stop right there. Those first sentence, that first sentence, our father, which art in heaven. This was before Jesus died on the cross. This is before his resurrection. This is before his ascension unto, unto heaven, where he's telling the disciples, us disciples, that our father, you are his child. And so when you talk to him, you talk to him like a father. I gave you the example of my children. So when a father speaks, when a parent speaks, when the parents give you instruction, I got the faith to just obey. So in your prayer time, obey, listen to what he has to say and trust. Here's the thing. One more thing before we get out of here, the faith to obey. When you pray, remember, talk to God like a father, not a servant. Not someone that's trying to get something, trying to get something done. Just like that. Look, I got this situation. I need to get out of it. I messed up. I might have agreed to do something that I didn't want to do. And I thought was good. And I thought I heard for charge, but I just was on my own thing. Help me get out. And then stop. Get a journal and a pen and wait. Because the answer that you need may not come in the in the world outside like when you get up from your prayer place it may not come out there when you're waiting for it and a lot of times we pray and we say oh my gosh i'm just waiting on god to answer my prayer when in fact he wanted to answer your prayer in the time of prayer where he would have given you instructions things to do things to say how to act how to respond giving you visions of the situation and when you get into this this is what you do blah 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 when you get over there moses this is what you say to him lift your staff cross the red sea take the uh, david take the uh take the slingshot and throw it and joshua can get to the when you get to the uh to the walls of jericho yell at it and he'll give you things to do and to say because in your prayer time that's where he will answer you and give you instructions because what god wants to do in the earth realm a lot of what god wants to do in the earth realm is going to happen through you 
not everything, but a lot. God wants to do a lot through you and not just through you for you, but through you for your family, through you for your ministry, through you for the church, through you for nations in Christ. Guys, that's all the time we have today. Um, so I, I really want you to understand the faith to be obedient to what God says, um, you know, and, and it's going to be it's going to be life changing for you if you do that again. Um, I appreciate you and um, for stopping by here at the grotto. And just to let you know, we have more guests coming and I'm super excited uh, of what God is doing for us again. Uh, appreciate you. And we're in the grotto.